0: And welcome back to Can't Hardly Wait Minute.
1: The podcast where we analyze the 1998 graduation party classic, Can't Hardly Wait, one minute at a time.
0: I'm your co-host, Aaron.
1: I'm your co-host, James.
0: And we're at minute 27, which I have beginning with a reminiscing guy's reaction Uh to Preston asking, do you remember when you told me all those asinine stories right as I was getting ready to talk to that beautiful girl? He goes, No. And Preston goes, that's funny because it just happened. (laughs) And I have this minute going through Mike seeing one of his friends, Mm -hmm. the Latino one.
1: Jock number three, Freddy Rodriguez.
0: Jock number three. I cannot remember which number goes with which guy. So uh, Mike seeing his friend Jock number three making out with Rachel. Right. Girlfriend of Jock number three. Right. So... How does reminiscing guy take Preston yelling at him
1: in a way that if you or I had written this reaction, I, we would have gone to lunch or gone home early or something because it is the most perfect reaction for reminiscing guy to say, he says, yo, man, yo, I'm never going to forget this. Hey man, see if I contact you for the reunion. I'm never going to forget. This is hilarious. Cause huh. He, he's a reminiscent guy. It's his thing. Yeah. He's not going to forget it. We know
0: it. you're never... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally can't because that is what your character is.
1: I, I love it so much. I'm never going to forget this. Uh, God, it's so good. So then Preston goes back to see if he can give Amanda the note or the letter. And she's gone. But she's gone. And then a song starts playing.
0: Okay. What song?
1: It is I Walked In by a band called brogham b-r-o-u-g-h-a-m maybe broham it's probably broham given what i'm about to say
0: i've never heard of that band either way okay (laughs)
1: well yeah and there's a reason so this is on the can hardly wait official soundtrack oh it's about at the beginning of the stuff before paradise city but after like the alternative stuff at the beginning of the soundtrack where i'm like yeah i guess this is also stuff that plays in the movie it's fine okay I'm going to pronounce them Broham. They were a short-lived hip-hop, rap-rock side project founded by Jason Slater, who was then of the band Snake River Conspiracy, but the other credit he has is X, Third Eye Blind. So I was like, oh. he was in Third Eye Blind? Huh. So I looked up when he was in Third Eye Blind, and he was in Third Eye Blind, and he was their bass player until 1994, so three years before they were known outside of the San Francisco area, he left the band, so...
0: Well, that was not <laughs> a smart thing on his part.
1: So he formed Broham with his childhood friend, Luke Oaksen, aka Luke Sick, who was in the band Sacred Hoop in Palo Alto, California. Uh, they recorded an album, Le Coq Sportif. Cock spelled C-O-C-K for Warner Brothers Records in 2000, but the album was a commercial flop. Only a few tracks appeared on hard rock radio stations and shows before the band eventually dissolved. I was listening actively to alternative radio at this time.
0: And you've never heard of them?
1: And I only heard this song on the soundtrack. Okay. In May 2005, Spin Magazine named the album the worst rap rock album title ever. Ooh. Because it is a a spin on Lecoq Sportif, which is the athletic rooster, a French producer of athletic shoes, activewear, and sporting accessories. Uh-huh? <laughs> sure, but I walked in was not on Lecoq sportif. okay. It looks like it was recorded specifically for Can Hardly Wait. They released a single for the song, but as far as I could, like, I looked up the Discogs.com article on this song, and it was like, the song for can Hardly Wait was released on 12-inch single and has all these, like, remixes or whatever. So okay. it looks like they, they, they wrote it for this uh, this movie, but they also were literally going nowhere. So... Weird. And also, this would have been before their their debut album. So maybe maybe they got together to record something for the soundtrack. Although, Third Eye Blind is also on this soundtrack. So I wonder if Third Eye Blind was like, Hey, Jason, I bet we can get you a slot on this soundtrack. Or they have the same manager or something. I had not put two and two together that Third Eye Blind is also on this soundtrack. If they left amicably, or had made up in the four years since he left, and Third Eye Blind made it huge... Maybe Third Eye Blind threw him a bone or something.
0: Maybe that's possible. Cause yeah, I mean the only way I the only way I can think that they could possibly have a song on this album or in this movie is if they knew someone.
1: Right, I agree with that. Matthew Sweet did the music supervisor. I wonder if Matthew Sweet is like from the San Francisco area and so was up in that whole scene. So he put Third Eye Blind and Broham because he was a. This is all theory and hand-waving as I'm doing, but you can't see it on the There's lots of hand-waving happening. (laughs) I just think, I I think that you're right. I think there's, like, they are among... I can't think of the next lowest, less popular band than them on the soundtrack. Like, (laughs) maybe like Tripping Daisy or something, who I had heard of independently of the soundtrack. Like, everyone else was at least on the radio. Yeah. (laughs) So... Anyways, that is Broham with I Walked In. I like the song. I think it's a fine party song that I would never... I'm happy that it's not like I could own the album of it. It's on the soundtrack and that's enough. So that is the song that is playing. As we shift to Kenny, who is sitting there looking sort of dejected.
0: Yeah. Special K. Special K. He's... Yeah, he is, as you said, sitting there looking a bit dejected. And then off screen, we hear a couple girls... Ask who wants to go in the hot tub with them.
1: (laughs) His eyes light up in the cutest way possible for a a skeezy, gross high school boy's eyes to light up.
0: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. And he starts to hop off the counter that he's sitting on, but then he gets cock-blocked by his homeboys.
1: And the homeboys come up to him, and I said, to check his status. They're like, how's it going? They don't say it like that, because they're not Ned Flanders, but... (laughs) Sure. Or, I guess, me.
0: (laughs) and tomato tomato
1: (laughs) fair enough (laughs) so i don't have the exact line do you have the do you have the transcript right there
0: one of the guys says yo shouldn't you be getting your freak on by now and kenny says i'm just flossing while these two hoes over there scratch it out over who gets to knock the boots with me you know what i'm saying
1: (laughs) okay so real quick flossing I felt like a real dad doing this, but I went to UrbanDictionary.com because I've heard the word flossin' for like... Well, we
0: know the Fortnite dance.
1: Well, there's the Fortnite dance.
0: But this is way before that.
1: Right. So the best definition I found to make sense of why Kenny would say it like this is it comes from the imagery of showing off your grill, like you bare your teeth, as if you were in front of a mirror flossing. Okay. So it's thus showing off your grill came to be known as flossing, and fl- flossing came to mean showing off in general, or another definition was generally living large or living life well. Okay. So he's just he's it's not chillin'. it's flossing, sort of like I'm here being awesome, and they're over there scratching it out over who gets to knock the boots with me. <laughs> and oh, Kenny! Then the one of the funniest things. There, this movie is just amazing. It is full of little tiny vignettes. I feel like we are never going to play Fuck, Mary Kill with any of these characters because there's always something happening. There's no establishing shots. There's yeah. no... It's just literally bam, 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 bam. I love that the homeboys are like, what to hoes, man? And the, I don't see no hoes, Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They immediately the- call him on it.
0: Yep. As well they should. <laughs>
1: As well they should. Then they call him a cracker. Yeah. So I did a brief Wikipedia of what of the origins of the word cracker. Just to confirm if it was as horrible as it seemed, and it's not as horrible as I thought it was. Okay. So a 1783 pejorative use of crackers specifies men who are, quote, descended from convicts that were transported from Great Britain to Virginia at different times and inherit so much profligacy from their ancestors that they are the most abandoned set of men on earth. Uh, ben Franklin in his 1790 memoirs referred to, quote, a race of runnegates and crackers, equally wild and savage as the Indians, gross, who inhabit the, quote, deserted woods and mountains. So that's gross. Um, yeah. Then the term could have been also been derived from the Middle English knack, crack, or crack, which originally meant the sound of a cracking whip, but came to refer to, quote, loud conversation or bragging talk. And then in the Elizabethan era... It could refer to an entertaining conversation, like when you crack a joke, that's from oh, the Middle okay. English. And then a cracker could be described like loud braggarts. Okay. They, they still use this term in Ireland, Scotland, and Northern England. And it's also it, uh, it was also adopted into Gaelic and Irish as craic, C-R-A-I-C, in the late 20th century. Uh, in William Shakespeare's King John, there's a line, What cracker is this same that deafs our ears with this abundance of superfluous breath? And then there's another, the Earl of Dartmouth uses it. The compound corn cracker was used of poor white farmers by 1808, especially of Georgians, but also extended to residents of northern Florida from the cracked kernels of corn which formed the staple food of this class of people. This possibility is cited in the 1911 edition of Encyclopedia Britannica, but the Oxford English Dictionary Cracker Definition 4 says a derivation of the 18th century simplex cracker from the 19th century compound corn cracker is doubtful. That is really funny now that I'm reading it. They're like uh, the thing from the 1700s probably didn't come from the thing from the 1900s from the 1800s. uh, it has been suggested. But why not, that white James?
0: Sl- why why <laughs> yeah. couldn't that have happened?
1: Uh, Ox- the writer of the Oxford English Dictionary is like just going to leave this little bit of snark and enter. Okay, uh, <laughs> <I> <laughs> that was a it. good cracker. It has been suggested that white slave foremen in the antebellum South were called crackers owing to their practice of ca- cracking the whip, which is what I have thought sure. uh, to drive and punish slaves. Whips were also cracked over pack animals, so cracker may have referred to whip cracking more generally. The whips used by some of these people are called crack this is a quote, the whips used by some of these people are called crackers, from their having a piece of buckskin at the end, hence the people who cracked the whips came to be thus named. So there's a variety of places it could have come from, and it seems like they're all just about as likely. I think as a pejorative predominantly used by the African American community, the latter definition seems the most likely. Sure. But I think that it seems like cracker has been used throughout the ages to mean people that are bad and dumb and poor and awful. Yeah. So, great. So they call their friend that. Uh Um, Sure do. (laughs) But also, they are white kids, I'll remind you. So they are Mm -hmm. using the African-American use of the word cracker to refer to their other white friend that, that is also white. So... There is some complex racial stuff going on here.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Complex and kind of gross.
1: A little gross. By my understanding of the definition of what is offensive when it comes to to this kind of humor, it is poking fun. It is punching down because it is making fun of them for being idiots and appropriating the language. Not for the language being in some way dumb or ridiculous to use at all. It is ridiculous that these rich white kids are dressing up and acting like black kids sure so, yeah
0: that and the, and when I when I say it's a little gross I don't yeah. mean the movie that it like yeah. I don't mean the the humor right. of the movie I mean the right. characters are a little gross
1: we will get to a gross for the movie scene uh, shortly uh, sure. not this week but I think next I thought it was gonna be this week but it's I think next week that yeah. is the very the movie not the kid well also the characters in the movie anyways then Kenny says maybe the best thing that he says in the movie.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the
1: best things. He's full of great lines. Aaron, yep. I'd, like you to, I'd like you to take a reading of, of what Kenny says in response to this.
0: Why y'all gotta waste my flavor? Damn! <laughs> I love it so much. He's so little. He's so small. <laughs> And he's so angry.
1: (laughs) It's like that cartoon where like Muggsy is the little tiny gangster, but he's the one in charge. And on the other two are these big idiots. It's like that, only not a cartoon. Not as much a cartoon, at least. Yes. Um,
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's I mean, honestly, watching Kenny kind of exist in the world is like watching a small dog surrounded by big dogs. Yes. Pretending that it is one.
1: Yes, absolutely. Have you ever seen a dog? I think Muffy, the white dog we had before um, Molly that we have now, was the one in charge of my grandparents' like large, regular size poodles. Like, she okay. was a little tiny poodle. And they were, knocked me over when I first met them size poodles. Yeah. Um. And she was like, we're going downstairs. And they're like, okay, boss, let's go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yep.
0: Yeah. My my friend Katie, who at some point may listen to this. Hi, Katie. Um, she has three dogs. Um mm-hmm. she has their their newest dog is Zeus, who is a husky. Um, mm-hmm. a young husky. Like he still has a lot of puppy in him, but he's fully grown. And then there's Lady, who is a hound mix who's about the same size as Torg and Doozy. And then there's Wicket, who is a five-pound Morky. He is a Maltese Yorkie mix. Uh, okay. And guess who runs that show.
1: <laughs> Wicked 100%.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. He is so small and so feisty and so adorable and I love him very much. But yeah, <laughs> watching him bo- like boss the bigger dogs around and yeah. b- and he like he's not a jerk about it. He just doesn't seem to think that he's as small as he is. So right. like when I go over there, all the dogs want to say hi to me. And so I sit down on the floor so that they can say hi to me and Wicket has no problem pushing Lady out of the way so that he can climb in my lap.
1: Right, yeah, and it's just That's really hilarious. funny to me. Yeah, that is awesome. So then Kenny yells at his friends, uh-huh. does not call them a pejorative name, and he storms off and he runs like shoulder first into Mike. Yep, who I wrote in my notes does that lunge thing that bullies do.
0: Yes, <laughs> I've but only like, just seen a little bullies bit. It's not like right. really. It's not. It's not nearly as exaggerated as you would. Expect from someone like Mike Dexter?
1: Because I think it's not, I think it's just muscle memory. Yeah. I think it's like someone smaller than me that Ida is not friends with me. Lunge at him. Just yep. like that's what I've done all my, you know, since I was in fifth grade or whatever. Yeah. So.
0: And Kenny yeah. is appropriately frightened.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Correct. <laughs> like
0: his eyes get big and he shrinks <laughs> back and runs away. <laughs>
1: and then uh, I have Jock3 parentheses Freddy because. I wasn't sure of the, of the number, but uh, yeah, is making out with Rachel and Mike looks annoyed. That's what, yep. uh, that's the last of the notes that I have.
0: Yep. That's all I've got for today. So cool. let's go ahead and do some social media. Yeah. Okay. Well, first off, we have a Twitter handle for this podcast. It is at J E underscore minute movies, but individually I can be found at unabashedly Aaron
1: and I can be found at unabashed James.
0: We are proud members of the Scavengers Network, alongside just a bunch of other great shows, including, you looked like you had one you wanted to mention.
1: Um, I'm going to say Alabaster's Haberdashery.
0: Okay. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned that one on this show before.
1: On this show before? Well, it bears mentioning okay. again.
0: <laughs> because it really does.
1: It's one of the things about it that might seem like a negative, but I think is actually a positive, is that you never, it doesn't have a regular release schedule. So mm-hmm. it just sort of shows up like a like a present mm-hmm. and each episode is three minutes long yep um, basically i think exactly three minutes long yeah and it is full of some of the wildest funniest stuff that you have ever heard it, it's easy to catch up on i'm not sure i would recommend uh, c- a complete front to back binge because you might go insane
0: mm-hmm. but
1: uh it wouldn't take long so that's that's something
0: <laughs> yes and yeah like it's just it's such a strange little show and Mason and Jordan who are the audio curators for it Mm -hmm. have done a really good job of yeah like cleaning up this weird audio that they found and yeah it's yeah they just yeah it's 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 a good and fun little show and you should go check it out absolutely you should
1: but that is gonna do it and actually um oh yeah it looks like we are yeah, we we need to wrap this up um, because it says right here. I got a little uh, notification that says, uh, Time is honeys.
0: Go hot dogs! The Scavengers Network. Creator driven,
1: community focused, treasured content.